Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? We have TK Bay back on the show. After a holiday weekend, it got really hard to like schedule with people because everyone was like doing stuff over the weekend. I just played Cyberpunk all weekend, so maybe I'm the one who needs to make more plans. But TK came on on this Monday right after the holiday to talk about the Xperia 1 Mark III, Sony's latest phone, which might be their best phone, and a lot of people apparently are really digging it. So I wanted to see what TK had to say about it. He also has another phone on hand that I don't have, which is the other reason why I wanted him on, the Realme GT, the black and yellow, uh, powerful yet pretty practical phone given its price points. We get into all of that while catching up a little bit after this last holiday weekend. I hope everyone had a great time this past holiday weekend, and even if it wasn't a holiday for you, I hope you had a great weekend. So let's start off the week this time with the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. Let's get into the conversation. Enjoy. There have been times. It was usually with Nick when we would do like mm-hmm. 10 a.m. when we used to try to do morning shows. Right yeah. on Thursdays uh, in the morning, gardeners would come by. And I swear to God, the guy with the leaf blower who um, who finishes everything off, I sw- yeah. it's, it, it's almost as if he comes up to my window right here, literally right here. I'm, lo- I'm touching it right now. He like points it at my window, I feel like. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I think Josh is recording something. Let's make sure we're in the show. Yeah, exactly. It it, it feels that way. Trust me, same same here. It, um, that's one of the drawbacks of work, you know, when you're working from home or when you're producing content from home is that you have to deal with things that normally are good or okay. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, gardeners, thank you for your service. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> Chill, please. All right. Well, we are recording on a Monday. And for some yeah. of you out there who might be listening to this, this this might be your day off. Or for some people, Friday was the day off. It was a little weird. Um, yeah, I mean, it lands on the weekend. It, it, it's it's an odd... Well, I think this is the last year it lands on a weekend, right? And next year, I think it should be out. Or maybe. is it going to be the Saturday? It changes every year. But whenever it lands on the weekend, it's a little bit off. And, and you you do feel like you're missing out if you don't get the time off. Like during the weekday. So yeah, Friday or Monday, it's still a long weekend regardless. Yeah. Um, and it's because of this long weekend that like, I, 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 I again have to apologize to TK on the show about how like, oh, can we do it today? Oh, we can't. Okay. How about tomorrow? And then, okay. Then we just, and then I was like, I, you know what? Let's schedule, just schedule. Scheduling is weird. Let's yeah. just do it after the holiday weekend. Screw it. Cause like it, we, we all like on the one hand, like you and like Nick and even Jaime, anyone who's, mm-hmm. who follows Jaime on, on Instagram, he may not be celebrating July 4, but he had plenty of things to celebrate over the weekend. So anyone mm-hmm. who follows him on IG, you might have seen. Um, but yeah, so everyone was busy and I was like, you know what? I'm the only one here who's just like sitting in my in my room playing cyberpunk <laughs> all weekend. Uh, oh, you're back at the cyberpunk. Okay, good, good. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been actually finally getting my testing on um, and I think I'm I'm more than I no, I'm sorry, no, I'm, I have officially purchased my license of Resolve Studio. So yes. I think uh, yeah, my days with the Adobe suite is are, are numbered at this point because I have discovered the power of Adobe. It is. I mean, sorry, of uh, DaVinci. So it's <laughs> um, yeah. You 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 have discovered the black magic, as it were. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I already used their black magic uh, A10 Mini, so it's not like I'm too far from there. Yeah. But it yeah, it slowly is starting to permeate to my desktop. So I will say, uh, just from my personal experience, it is still hard. <laughs> Because there are certain apps, like for example, Audition. I just can't get away from Audition, uh, Adobe Audition. There, there are some things in there, exactly. Yeah, Lightroom. Um, I still have a little bit of a dependency on After Effects. My intros are all custom made for videos, mm. so I don't use a I don't use a standard template like some creators will have, like one template that you just transition in and transition out. My tra- my template has the splash screen, but it also has the title of the video, so I kind of give it. So 
I haven't been able to figure out what I'm I'm able, I would be able to do. I mean, how do I replace it? This is where my problem is. It's an animated intro. So I'm reaching out to my uh, to the guy that helped me out to try to figure out a secondary solution. Otherwise, I may just subscribe to a- After Effects and uh, by itself, which I think is like thirty bucks a year. As that's the thing, though. Something. Like, if if you have some sort of discount on the Creative Suite, like I mm-hmm. do, I think I got it down to forty nine dollars, or is mm-hmm. it thirty nine dollars? I'm trying to remember. Like, if you are able to get some sort of discount on it for even one year, that still makes sense. To keep I did it. that for the first, yeah, the first year. I think I was able to get it under my uh, student discount, but then. I, it hasn't been, it, it goes out after the first year. So you renew at the three something. Either way, I, I think at the end of the day, when I was doing a one-to-one comparison, Adobe right now is not fully optimized for the 3080 Ti, mm. where Resolve is just so it, like so efficient. Um, just last thing before we kind of jump off of this, I rendered a 26 minutes and 24 second 8K video in 17 minutes and 30 seconds. 8K. Nice. That's a tw- and I'm talking about 26 minutes. I'm not talking about a five minute vlog. We're talking <laughs> serious. Like when I did it in Adobe, it literally took me almost an hour to render that 26 minutes. And I just left it and walked out. And it wasn't even running at the full potential. Um, and so when I did it with the 3080 and it's like 17, I'm like, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, 18 minutes, 1080p 30 in six minutes, it's rendered out. There's yeah. no question. It's amazing yeah. and it's great. It's, and, it's cr- and it's fully optimized for NVIDIA GPUs, which is what I love. Yeah. So, um, and I'm sure Adobe will get there at some time, at some point, but I, I, I have the hardware now. I want to enjoy it now. I really so, yeah. just feel like Adobe just has so many, like, they have so many cogs in the machine that it's mm-hmm. hard for them to optimize any one part of their large umbrella. Exactly. And, and without breaking something else. So mm-hmm. it's, it's more of the... It's not that it doesn't recognize it. It does re- render with GPU, uh, you know, basically GPU rendering capabilities. It's just, it seems that it's not optimized because it doesn't run it the whole video. And what you end up having essentially is about 35% of the, the, the whole timeline is rendered with the GPU and the mm-hmm. rest is entirely rendered in CPU. So you're getting more like uh, one-to-one and even maybe sometimes two-to-one uh, on production, which makes it exactly like as if it's not optimized. So it they'll get there like i said there's no question it's just for me right now this is the best yeah i i do have a couple of cyberpunk thoughts actually because since i'm coming mm-hmm. back to it uh um, yeah one one funny thing was because of all the glitches and the bugs and everything that was happening like back in december january uh still mm-hmm. i just kept doing side missions mm-hmm. i was like i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait until things oh, you are didn't a finish bit- it not at all Uh, Oh, and I just got to act three. So, Mm -hmm. um, I took my time. I went through all of the side missions that I could, especially just running around the city and just like doing like the NCPD stuff. And like, Mm -hmm. it it got to the point though, where I kept doing that just as a way to like chill out after a work day and to just like enjoy the gameplay Mm -hmm. and not worry about the bugs and whatnot. I'm overpowered. I, everything, (laughs) all the main jobs and the main missions, I have no problems whatsoever you have to way too much money sitting on the you're sitting on too much money you got all the good guns all the equipment yeah. all the upgrades everything and i'm very i'm very meticulous in the sense that i know that in the middle of like deep side missions and main jobs that there's probably good stuff lying around and pivotal moments so mm-hmm. i've found those weapons like i've gotten those weapons and then i just keep leveling up and it just continues to like get i'm le- i'm level 27 and I'm reading the guides for the part of the game I'm in, and they're like recommended level 14. I'm like 14. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna demolish this this game uh, once it, once it's, it's all said and it'll done. It'll still be I think a lot of fun because you're gonna dev- you you still haven't seen you know 
fulfilled the whole storyline. Oh, that's probably what it, yeah, that's the main fun about it. The gaming of it is great. The graphic, uh, and I'm hopefully, obviously you're not going to hit as many bugs as we were hitting back at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but and it, I have, I think it's uh, still the, the one, the main bug that I kept seeing that kept mm-hmm. taking me out of it was, um, T posing on the motorcycle. And oh. that one was always, whenever that happened, I was like, yeah, I'm going to keep waiting. But now it's pretty damn stable. It's one, it's version 1.23. And I really feel like I, I saw someone on Reddit say, mm-hmm. um, I saw someone on Reddit say, it's basically The Witcher 3 set in Cyberpunk 2077. Like it's that style of storytelling. It's that style mm-hmm. of gameplay. Yes, it's first person. But in, if you think about it, it is very much just like a Witcher game. It's just set in a whole different universe. Um, yep. And I agree with that. Like, there's all this hype that the game was going to be some like trans, like transcendental like experience. It was going to be some mm-hmm. sort of like all this hype that went around it. If CD Projekt Red just said it's a Witcher three game, but it's set in the world of cyberpunk, I feel like we all would have been like, "That sounds good, that's cool." But the hype it was is. so high that we all like crashed and burned when it came out. It was just yeah, it was. Um way overhyped and I'm not saying way underdelivered, but it's just delivered with a, like a seriously, like they needed another few months to fix all the problems and all the headaches and, and the publicity and everything like, and um, I think for me at the end of the day, it, I was able to still enjoy it, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm still enjoying uh, it it's sure. more about the, it's the open worldness of it that I enjoyed the most, the graphic level. And when you get a chance to play it in a wide angle in a, like a wide um, ultra wide monitor, you get to see so much more of the content. So for me, it's still a lot of fun, and I may end up just jumping back into it now that I have everything set up. Yeah, uh, been been on a little bit of an Apex Legend uh, uh, bug a little bit. They 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 dropped the new uh, Genesis pack, so I'm trying to go through so that uh, some of that right now. So you did finish like how much like how I finished the game. Yeah, yeah. so I finished it uh, finished it once, and I did some side missions, and then I ca- I still have the game installed, but I just haven't been haven't been in it. Uh, last I think I played with it. When we were able to get, uh, when we were able, we didn't, uh, I think OnePlus was able to lend us, to lend me at least the AT uh, yeah, Cyberpunk yeah. Edition. Which, speaking of which, apparently there's a OnePlus Watch. Uh, <laughs> Cyberpunk yeah, I looked edition it up, now. and I'm, I, I, I kind of like, want to hit them up and be like, I, I want that watch. Can we get that watch? I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, come <laughs> on, you guys have such a good deep relationship there. Like, why not announce it at the launch? You know, right? Like, uh, it, yeah, and then this one doesn't have to be any problems because it could be China only or whatever. It'll work anywhere. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a Wi-Fi GPS watch. It doesn't matter where you are. So I think yeah. it's really nice. So, so the other but, thing that I the other thing about Cyberpunk I did want to okay confession time. Um, listeners, don't at me. This is just. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of listeners right now who. Uh, if they played cyberpunk, they had the same because I saw a lot of people on Reddit saying the exact same thing. Um, mm-hmm. I am sh- I am absolutely a simp for Pan Am. Uh, so that's it. I finished her storylines. Yeah, yeah, and I had sort of that like I still had that emotional like that was that was that was when I knew this game had a lot going for it. The writing, yep. especially in the nomad areas. Mm-hmm are some of my favorite in any video game those were amazing it was really awesome um so yeah i even have like i'm looking for like pan am like wallpapers and like (laughs) (laughs) i i I agree no i agree it's uh as a uh, secondary character character i think it's a very it it, it pulls you in it pulls you Mm -hmm. even more in without even noticing it well because the city is so like the city portions the main jobs and all of that when you're with johnny silverhand and all that Mm -hmm. it's so like gray area and like depressing because that's the world Mm -hmm. but then you go to the nomads and the nomads have like a much more relatable 
um, they, they're much well, more relatable. It's a little relatable. bit slower too. It's a, the, the pace is not as, as chaotic. That's the other thing I realized. The city is just too crazy. And if you really don't know where you're going initially when you get in the game, it could be a little bit overwhelming. Like, so where is everything? I mean, you know, you're in his room um, and, and you're like trying to figure out how to come from the top floor down and try to find, you sit at the noodle shop, you get in the car, you're trying to, <laughs> there's a lot of discovery going on. Uh, and it is a different pace. So it, it's nice to be able to go from one city to the other. And if you're doing the side missions, I'm assuming you're jumping between the cities as well. You're not necessarily staying in the main, you know, in the main cities. But um, for me, it was it was just a lot of fun. It was it was uh, immersive, uh, a little bit glitchy at once. I think I, there was a glitch one time where Pan Am was floating in uh, in midair. We were there's that scene at the end where the uh, the ride stops and they're trying to hijack. They're trying to save. Um, I forgot who was uh, the um, Saul. And yeah, I think they were trying to get it. And then um, at one point, they were going in the middle of the desert, uh, chasing after they're on uh, they're on their motorcycles. And then Pan Am was actually above me, like by <laughs> 20, 30 feet. And I'm like, and then, so I would back up and I would look, and I was like, okay, great. She's actually up there, and she's talking as if I'm in front of her. So there there was some glitches, but it was fun. Yeah, uh, the storyline, and then um, no spoilers. Obviously, the yeah. uh, the end part was a little bit. Uh, um, yeah, I mean it, it. It gets you. It pulls you in. That's the best part. Yeah, it for pulls sure. You in. Um. So yeah, that was just that was what I did over the weekend. How how did your holiday weekend end up going? Uh, a little bit of uh, a little bit mixed bags. Obviously, we had the the Saturday morning with Tech Show. Mm -hmm. uh, we uh, uh, got a chance to do a, a nice little unboxing of, and it's a phone. I feel like you know both of us can relate to, and I'm I'm kind of showing it to Josh on the screen right now. The real I think it looks GT. great, and I can't wait for mine. <laughs> it is. Like, we talked about it before before the show last week. And uh, I didn't know when mine was going to show up. And then literally the day, I think it was the day after, on Friday, I think, um, it shows up. And, it, and it's exactly the one, the one I wanted to actually get my hands on. Uh, the yellow and black, the street, uh, the street going through, just has a lot of, um, the best way I can describe it, dude, it, it truly has a lot of remnants of the uh, Find X2 Pro from last year, the mm. orange one. And I think we both got a chance to play with the, the orange one from last year, the one with the fake leather, uh, the vegan leather back on, the, uh, on it. So... Um, so yeah, Saturday morning with tech, we're doing, uh, we did an unboxing of that initial impressions with the crew, uh, launched a, a giveaway, uh, with, yeah. in conjunction with Realme, <laughs> giving out five devices. So that's going oh, and on. If it wasn't week. clear already to our listeners, we're talking about the Realme GT. Oh, the Realme yeah. GT specifically, a Snapdragon 888, not the, uh, I think they released the Neo not that long after, and that was the, uh, the, uh, the MediaTek version of it. So there's the GT Neo and then the GT. So this is no, this is the 888, uh, GT. So uh, the one that, that looks like a racing car just <laughs> fell on a phone. <laughs> the only other phone other than like the special Pocos that are yeah. yellow and black, which I mean, I, I'm, I'm all about that color scheme. Like yeah. my, my logo and brand coloration is usually like a forest or a leaf green, but everything mm -hmm. else is black and yellow. So like, I'm totally into it. I'm, I'm looking forward and to mine. And you, you said, yeah, you started a giveaway for it. So like, let's, let's open it up. Let's get people into it. it. Yeah, no. Uh, so the giveaway is going up. Uh, it went up on Saturday. It was a couple of days ago. Wait, no. Yeah, it is Monday. Sorry. Yeah. The whole holiday is throwing me off. So on the <laughs> 3rd of July, uh, it's going through the end of this week. So the 7th, I think it's 7th or 7th or 6th. I'm, I'm, I may be wrong on the timeline. Uh, no, I was wrong. Saturday the uh, the 10th. <laughs> 3rd to the 10th. That seventh. Yeah, bad, bad at math. Um, and they're giving out, we're giving out five devices, five Realme GTs, um, and it's international. So you get a chance to be able to actually uh, enter and hopefully you'll win one of these devices and we'll say obviously you know thanks to real me for for helping me out with this and uh it's nice it's super easy and i have it running on both the arabic and the english channel so it uh 
getting as much exposure as possible. So it would be nice if you guys want to check it out. Yeah, totally. Um, all of that will be in the show notes. So make sure yeah. any listeners like make sure you hit the description on a podcast, which I want. I sometimes wonder, do listeners actively do that? I wonder if they do. Um, I hope so. I yeah, hope so. I hope so as well, because I say it every show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, definitely. <laughs> Um, and then the other thing, obviously, uh, you probably saw it on the, on the socials and everything, and as well as the video we dropped, um, I've had a second opportunity to play with the Xperia 1 Mark III, the latest baby from Sony, um, officially coming now, we, you know, unveiled to the U.S. market. Um, pre-orders started on the 1st, going up, and I think they're going to be coming up in the U.S. market around the 19th of August. So uh, a little Finally. bit later, <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> I would say better late than never, uh, never. and of course, you know, it's coming, so... Definitely uh, an interesting upgrade and uh, has a lot of new features added from over last year's Xperia 1 Mark II. Yeah, and that's the reason why I kept asking TK to be on because I was trying to find people who have had the Xperia 1 Mark III. Um, mm -hmm. I'm certain, uh, given my history with Sony, that I will get my hands on it eventually, I'm but sure. I can't know exactly when. Um, so TK being, um, what, what's the what's the hashtag on your show? TK Alpha Bay? <laughs> like, TK Alpha, yeah, I've been dubbed the TK Alpha Bay. Yeah, and, uh, so very, I wanted to... I wanted to be sure to have you on so that you could talk uh, Xperia and I'll just like react to some of it because I've been seeing, I haven't watched any content or read any reviews yet on it. Mm -hmm. I will. I just, I just haven't gotten around to it. I'm just in cyberpunk. I'm jacked in this whole time. <laughs> You're uh, jacked. I was going to say, that's why. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to look through it. And from, from what I can tell though, just as far mm -hmm. as headlines are concerned, people seem to be very into it. Um, and we will talk about that in the back half of the show. But I did want to come back real quick to the Realme yeah. GT and ask you um, if there are any like top level things that you wanted to share with everyone. Because again, it's a it's a device I don't have, and you've spent some time with it already. It's um, so the best way to describe it is it's running Realme UI 2.0, which is a derivative of Color OS 11. So if you're familiar with Oppo, you're familiar with the way Color OS 11 and Android 11 have been treating Oppo devices for the last, I would say, maybe half a year since when they released it late 2020, um, you're going to feel the speed. The, the performance here is super tight. Um, 120 hertz, 1080p. We have 12 gigs of RAM, 256 gigs of internal storage. Uh, 100, you know, As I said, a large display. It's a little bit smaller on the form factor than the uh, FX2 Pro from last year, mm. but it still feels... Uh, large enough as far as the display that you're getting a big dis experience. So you, you're not really feeling like it's compromising there. Is the surprising flat? part also, it is a flat display, oh, no curves. Nice. But headphone jack. Okay. It has a headphone jack, which is really nice. Um, on top of the fact that we also have the customizations that we got with ColorOS 11, uh, the cameras on the back, uh, not the same array of cameras that we saw with the FX3 Pro, but it definitely, it's a primary 64 megapixel shooter. Uh, decent experience so far from what, what I've been able to kind of focus on it. I'm I'm juggling between the the Realme GT and the uh, and the Sony. It's just that I have one more day with the Sony, so I'm mm -hmm. I'm heavily focusing on, on the Xperia One Mark Three since I want to get all of my B-roll and, and all of that stuff oh, yeah. recorded before I have because I lose. This is my second time getting a chance to play with it, um, and I don't want to I don't <laughs> I don't want to miss out. Yeah. Uh, but overall impressions on the GT, seriously crazy fast smartphone for the price point that they're going with. This is like. Retail sub 300, almost 400 bucks with a Snapdragon 888 and 12 gigs of RAM. I mean, it's crazy how they were able to get this price. And even with resale on Amazon, still under 500. Hmm. Like, and, and, and gaming on this obviously is going to be the, big, the biggest focus. Uh, initial testing seems like it's doing better management on the cooling than uh, previous, uh, previous devices that I've had a chance to play with uh, that have the 888. 
like PUBG for 31 minutes did not even warm up. I mean, did not get hot enough for me to feel that it was warm enough, like what the ADD typically does. So wow. um, I'll spend some more time. Genshin obviously is going to be my biggest uh, stress test because if Genshin doesn't make you make the phone warm up, then you're solid. Yeah. Like it seriously. would be Genshin and Wild Rift. I yeah. haven't touched any of the shooters recently. I don't do PUBG. Uh, I haven't so played COD of, Call of COD or yeah, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Uh, Call of Duty for me on on this seems to be. Uh, I haven't run my my um, my frame rates frame rate test that I have to, that I normally do, uh, but I'm imagining somewhere between thirty and sixty. It's not doing one twenty. Mm -hmm. uh, the Xperia. Uh, well, we'll talk about it when we get there on the gaming. But uh, Xperia does perform much better on Call of Duty. There, there's a collaboration between Sony and and Call of Duty and Activision on that. This from like for years, right? Since the Xperia 1 Mark II. And we could definitely see the benefits here on, on that 4K 120 panel. Right? It's it's so. very interesting because it's a sub $400 phone that has mm -hmm. high refresh rate and the Snapdragon 888. Like it, it, it's funny how the lines keep blurring because I don't know that Realme would be um, marketing this as a specific, like a gaming phone, the way that like ROG would it, be or anything like that. It, absolutely. It, it's not focused there, but it is one of their things that they, when they were sending me over the, the reviewer's guide and stuff like that, the documentation, it seems like they've done some focused experience. Uh, sorry, they've done specific things to the device to manage thermals. We we all know the concerns that the 888 have done as far as warming up. Like if you play games on any gaming phone that is running a Snapdragon, it will run warm. It's not going to run as cool as the 865. It's, it's just a more powerful processor and just the way it's been. Um, but I guess what they've done where, you know, OnePlus did a decent job as well, managing thermals. Uh, it seems like the GT is doing the same thing. It has, uh, a, I forgot what it was called, like a uh, copper pipes or copper cooling, mm -hmm. but it is essentially a thermal management where it's allowing the temperatures to dissipate much more efficiently. And it could also be because we're running with vegan leather on top that it could also be running. It, you don't feel the temperatures as much because most of the other devices are glass, which is much more conducive to heat. Mm, yeah. It depends. Yeah, that could be the the other factor. Yeah, that does make sense. Um, looking forward to it, honestly. And I, yeah, yeah. I was just looking up the the what well, the GSM Arena listing, and I'm, I'm there aren't any other colors, right? It's going to be black and yellow. Oh, no, no, no. There's uh, three different colors. Oh. Black and yellow is one of, one of the three editions. I'm worried now. I want that black. <laughs> I want that black and yellow. I uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to give them so much grief if I get. I, I, I would I would probably say. It would make sense if they wouldn't. It would make perfect sense for them to send you the black and yellow. And obviously, yeah. since they know you're going to be posting about it, content and stuff like that. So yeah, just yeah, exactly. Because that's the that's the marquee. That's the mainline like marketing color yeah. that they've been using. So yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to get my hands on that as well. I, I know. I know a few of our friends over in Europe received. I think I want to say the blue one, the dark, the, the really darker blue. Uh, so I know there's other other colors being sent out. But I, as far as I know. If 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 Skull, Tim and I Tim Schofield and I both got the uh, black and yellow, and I even I think Adam from Tech Odyssey got, it. so I think we we probably all are doing good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um. All right. So you've been talking processors a little bit, and we do have a little bit to talk about as far as that is concerned. Yeah. Um. So we do yeah, have a little information. Little yeah, a little bit. Last week. I mean, we don't yeah, really yeah. know how much to like like. I don't know, react to whenever a plus is added to a Snapdragon processor, but like it is what it is. Like it's ex it's expected. I feel like at this point, this is yeah. the third. I want to say this is the third year that officially, you know, Qualcomm announces a um, a slightly upgraded version of the primary. You know what we saw last year, and and so the plus is what was announced. Um, I think was it last middle of last week, right? Mm -hmm. They announced it, and it's going to be coming out. There is no currently hardware on the market that has it, but a few devices 
Um, namely, uh, you know, the honor, uh, the honor, was it honor magic three will be supporting it. So that's going to be one of the future devices coming out. I also see here so, that the ROG phone is like an ROG phone is going to be, cause this is on the Qualcomm's website, uh, bringing the best gaming experience to users is always the core mission of ROG by, oh, it's the, oh, sorry. It's, um, Brian Chang from Asus saying this, um, yeah. by utilizing the latest Snapdragon 888 plus 5G mobile platform in the ROG phone, we ensure its overall performance is taken to the next level. So I guess. I don't know when that might be coming out, um, but I guess an ROG Phone Five Ultra. I don't know. Yeah, five it, plus. It's five, uh, plus play. <laughs> like, no, no, no. no. I, I, so the thing is, because we have three versions of the ROG Phone that already came out early in the year. Um, you're right. I mean, what version could it have been? And maybe it's a special edition or something to that effect. Uh, the main benefit, obviously, is it is definitely an improvement over the 888, which is what we had earlier. Uh, and already a, very, a powerful, ch you know, chipset, integrated 5G, uh, you know, uh, triple ISPs for, for image processing. Uh, gaming, obviously, is one of the main benefits of, of a processor like this. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they're doing and yeah. what the optimizations are going to be and if thermals have improved with the 888 plus over the 888. So I'm not sure if that's something, because you remember back in the day when we had the 810, I think was it the Snapdragon 810, when that had more of a temperature concern, the 810A revision for it later that year kind of helped out some of the performance. So either way, it's, I think from what I read, what, 30%, if I'm not mistaken? Or uh, oh yeah, let me double check that as well. I know it's uh, up here somewhere. 20, uh, oh no, I'm sorry. I see a 20% improvement oh, 20, in- Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, up to three gigahertz. Uh, yeah, frequencies. So that is so. a that is a plus uh, for mm -hmm. sure. Um, yeah. I feel like with the phone, phone processors, especially the ones coming from Qualcomm, like I, I'm mm -hmm. seeing this trend because I've been looking at a lot of laptops lately. Mm -hmm. Um, like I, <laughs> I can say this right now because I'm sure Isa's not listening because she doesn't really listen to the fucking now like every week, single week. <laughs> um, I'm actually gonna kind of surprise her and mm -hmm. uh, my M1 MacBook Pro 13. I'm actually mm -hmm. while because she, she's actually coming soon to uh to we're finally gonna be able to see each other. So you know, pro, applause all around. Um, I'm uh I'm 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 excited, almost a little mm -hmm. nervous because I haven't seen her in like 16 to 18 months. But anyway, um, we've been talking a little bit about how the M1 processor mm -hmm. in like the MacBook, she has the last Intel Pro 13, and yeah. she yeah. has been joking with me that her laptop sounds like it's going to lift off into space whenever she's rendering a video. <laughs> and we were talking well, about. I, the, I saw that she's playing with the uh, M1 uh, uh, iPad Pro, right? Yes. I so she's just got that one. She just unboxed it. Yeah. But my whole thing yep. is like, okay, so I know that Apple's going to be releasing some other laptops later this year. With mm -hmm. the M1 uh, or an updated version of the M1, or maybe M2, yeah, M15 yeah. or two, yeah, and it might be a 14 inch. Maybe they'll bring back the 14 inch. Um, so I'm like, okay, I'm down for that. So part of me is thinking, like, you know what? I think I just want to give Isa my Pro 13. Like that's oh. the size of laptop she well, she likes. And mm -hmm. with the M1, she never has to worry about battery life, and she has all the same performance, even better performance compared to the Intel. And it's not oh, going absolutely. to like what, burn her lap. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to burn her lap with like the the fan. So no, I'm actually no, no lift off. because I'm uh, because I'm actually thinking of giving giving her my Pro 13 just mm -hmm. to give her a bit of an upgrade. Um, I'm looking at other laptops and I've been noticing like ASUS laptops and mm -hmm. the the Razer Blade 14 that recently. Oh yeah, Kogan Kogan's playing a little bit with that one. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, the Unlocker was playing with that and the oh, yeah, um, the 
having laptops with like a 3070 or a 3080 and then of course the ryzen um uh, processors are pretty amazing and whatnot i always find it funny because there's always one big problem with these laptops and it's the thermals and i feel like with phones we're starting to have that problem too because we just keep going for more power more power more power but the the 3080s uh, the gpus are uh warm warm gpus to start with so Mm -hmm. they need more even even if you're using the uh um, you know, the, the mobile edition uh, of these GPUs, there's still going to be, you know, some temp- definitely some temperature management there. So those are definitely, I, I would probably say definitely not laptops, like where you put them on your lap. They're more like propped up with vents open everywhere uh, laptops. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing. For what you do and for what you, for creators, and even if, you know, for gaming too, you want to make sure to get some of the best hardware. And Ryzen combination right now, Ryzen with NVIDIA uh, for the graphics is seems to be the right combo for almost anything you could do. Gaming, yeah. creating, everything. I just feel like we're going to hit some sort of weird limit with phones mm-hmm. because if the 888 plus whatever comes after this the 890 i don't even know what they're going to call it but like as the power gets more and more and more and gaming phones become more and more powerful what are the things we're going to have to do to keep these phones from burning holes literally in our pockets <laughs> I, I really feel like we so the, the, the thing about it is i think we're we're not even utilizing the full power of the 888 most of the time not stand. yeah yeah most of the things that we do even when we're playing games to to a certain extent the 865 is still very capable as a processor true so you're right as we get better with hardware we need to find better ways to to thermally cool them uh, i think red magic has a right solution to a certain extent although the red magic 6 still got warm it's not even with the built-in fan uh, it doesn't have enough, um, I think, static air pressure or air pressure to be able to funnel that much air to cool the CPU fast enough as it's being demanded on. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm hoping that the 888 is a blip in the in the timeline where the eight, uh, you know, whatever the generational upgrade that comes after, because the 8, 888 plus is still technically an 888 architecture. Mm-hmm. So everything the way the 888 is present, uh, currently capable of doing and architecturally constructed, uh, it's still transitions over to the 880 plus kind of like what we had this 865 last year and even with the 870 so yeah uh, hopefully thermals is one of their main focuses yeah i I have a feeling with reviews with reviews on these phones moving forward we're just going to have to have those conversations just like people are right now with laptops that's why yeah water cooling that's what i'm going to say we need to just get into (laughs) water cooling phones run your phone in the pool that's like what are you doing it's water cooled man we're playing video games in the water do you get those comments uh, half the time though, where people are asking you like, oh, "But how are the thermals? But how are the thermals?" I got a bunch of them on my uh, I cut, Zenfone so I, 8 I, video. I always cover so for for the videos that I'm trying to, that I try to do. So the video that I posted last week with the Xperia One Mark Three, um, I did a gaming review because I felt like you know everybody's going to be jumping on and they're going to focus on the cameras and they're going to talk about the cameras and otherwise my video just basically gets lost. So I focused on the gaming and I did make sure to specifically talk thermals. But not just thermals, but frame rates, performance, extended uh, performance. You know, when you're playing games for more than an hour and a half or an hour, uh, those are the type of experiences when you say gaming is, a, you know, as a review, I feel like you need to know. Yeah. Does your phone, does your performance basically go great, 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 and then suddenly falls off a cliff kind of thing after 10 minutes? Um, and, and, you know, surprisingly, the Xperia 1 Mach 3 uh, does quite well. Thermals on it, unfortunately, I would probably say they're not as good as the Xperia Pro, which I feel like was a much better um uh, much better experience when it came down to uh, thermals because they have the integrated 5G with the UW uh, modem for Verizon. Uh, Sony put in specific hardware to cool it. You know, those are things you want to cover. If you don't mention it and people get it, it was like, well, you didn't say anything about it. 
So you, you, yeah. So short answer is I don't get the questions. I typically do cover it, okay. Especially when I'm doing my gaming reviews, um, and I have my and I don't have it at Read an Arms Root, but I have like my my trusty laser temperature sensor. I always make sure to bring that in. I kind of want to get them. like one of those yeah. uh, FLIR cams. I've yeah, the, the FLIR X cameras. Yeah, you, you need you need one of those exactly. Yeah, just just so that you could like, hey, dude, I trust me. I I, I am not <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, it is true. Let me see here. Oh, I just got something delivered. Oh, okay. Well, Yay. I'll tell you what. Let's do this. I don't um, know what it is. We, we're halfway through the mark, and you just started talking about the Xperia. So why don't we continue that conversation after the break? All right. So we're always really we're always really excited to see an Xperia. Sony's always. Sony consistently does really great stuff, and. Now, I've been seeing a few people saying that without LG in the market anymore, now it's on Asus and Sony and these other companies to step up. And I've made an argument for Asus that they kind of are, but their availability is one of the biggest issues. And the same thing has been said for Sony. But now we have the Xperia's actually landing in our hands. Um, It's going to be in the markets, uh, like you said, I think uh, mid-August or something like that. So pre-orders are up now, and and actually they're making the deals really sweet. If you if you're if you're in the market for a new Xperia, um, not only do you get a pair of the XM3s, uh, so not this generation of, uh, of any ear head, earbuds, but the one right before that, uh, you get a free pair of those and forty three hundred um, XP points or CP points in Call of Duty if you're if you're a big Call of Duty <laughs> fan. So, uh, I, which I happen to be, which is you know I'll, I'll say that right now, I'm, I'm a big Call of Duty uh, PC gaming experience. I love the Call of Duty experience on the mobile. Um, And Xperia has a very unique feature, both um, the Xperia 5 Mark II from last year, which I think, you know, you and I got a chance to play with. The 5 was great, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, now the 3 Mark III, uh, sorry, the 1 Mark III uh, is also going to be able to give us, you know, 120 hertz uh, experience in Call of Duty on mobile in 4K. The the headline that I keep seeing with the 1 Mark III is that it's like the greatest enthusiast phone. You can pick one aspect of a smartphone experience and mm-hmm. they went hard in it. It could be the camera, it could be video mm-hmm. content creation, it can be mm-hmm. gaming, it could be productivity even just as a straight up phone. It does a great job. Mm-hmm. So what parts of this phone, like you you were telling me during the break that you were working on a video about it, so I don't want you to spill too many of the beans. You know, everyone yeah, go to yeah, TK's no, no. channel for that. <laughs> but I do want to know like, after having used the One Mark III for a while now, like what makes this Sony's best phone? Because it seems like everyone is saying that. It's it's something to... For, okay, so um, 2020, at the end of 2019 and 2020, high refresh rate's been the biggest thing on any device. And and we we have... And I'm going to say that I've, I've gone accustomed to enjoying high refresh rate on devices. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there's nothing wrong with 60 frames per second, but uh, and if it's done correctly, like the V60 did an amazing job providing us a consistent 60 frames per second experience throughout the UI element. But typically what we're saying now, even in budget phones, we're getting 90 hertz, 120 hertz. Hey, we have 165 on the uh, Red Magic 6 that came out uh, earlier with the 888. So the the beauty of the display that we we loved on the Xperia 1 Mark II is still here. But now we get it at 120 frames per second, which is a big game changer. Mm-hmm. There, there's no other phone on the market that A, has a 4K display panel on, on a smartphone, which is literally higher than the resolution we're able to even uh, to be able to view on a display. Like if you're trying to do pixel peep and try to see if you can see the pixels, it's the density is so high. But then the UI elements and everything runs at 120. And, and Sony did it in a way where it's either 60 or 120. It's not a variable refresh rate, so it doesn't adjust 
all the time. If you run it at 120, you're in 120 everywhere. And um, they've optimized the system to run very well with this refresh rate. On top of the fact, gaming now, when you're gaming, if you want to, let's say, record a clip and send it over to a friend, you can record your screen recordings at 120 frames per second. Damn. So they've they've seriously like I'm I'm it. Part of me is sad, really really sad that I have to return this uh, this review unit because it's better than the monitor that I have behind me. This is crazy that that are, that smartphones, you know, Sony smartphones are are like giving us that type of an experience. Mm -hmm. Um, but the display is gorgeous. It's truly like seriously the best display for content consumption. Watching movies in 21 by 9 aspect ratio, that's also a big, big win. The speakers are much better. They're louder than even the Xperia 1 Mark II from last year. We still have a headphone jack. We have 360 audio that's on the speakers and as well as the headphone jack. You're getting so much, like you said, enthusiast, but it's it's their level of detail. It's just that Sony doesn't try to play around. If they're going to do something right, they'll do it perfect to Sony's level and to Sony's standards. Um, and that's what you're getting here. You're getting that experience. Um, there's a lot more things, obviously, that I'll cover in the, in the video overall, but I feel like I, I truly enjoyed the evolutionary upgrade from the 1 Mark II to the 1 Mark III. Um, the 4K, the display for me was the biggest wing because uh, it's just, just no other phone like it. There's just no no way to just say, hey, it, you know, like when, when you talk about the price for it, first thing you should start by is, does the phone you're comparing it to have a 4K 120 hertz refresh rate? <laughs> if you can start that conversation by saying yes, then you have me in that conversation. Otherwise, I don't think it's a true comparison when you start, you know, whatever, and I'm just specifically talking to the display technology, content consumption. There's very few devices that come close to it. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I can already sort of hear um, the proverbial listener, like mm -hmm. scoffing at some of the stuff you're saying because they're like, yeah, but Absolutely. it's overkill for a phone. Like, exactly. and yep. you, you, nope. not, not a lot of content can even be at that level. But here's the thing though. Um, again, this is the reason why we say enthusiast phone. Uh, but we, we will say like this phone would work for pretty much anybody. Um, and you can mm -hmm. say that for a lot of phones, but in my journey in 2020, like like I've been like I've said on a few shows by now, I've been mm -hmm. very fortunate to be able to check out 4K TVs and to yeah. check out 120 hertz, 120 frames per second type content and whatnot. And more recently, I think I was talking to Nick about this, um, and even Nick Nick Gray from Fandroid, mm -hmm. even Nick would say um, he doesn't really see the difference when it comes to like actually getting 4K content from services like Netflix and stuff like that. But I mm -hmm. do. Okay, so. Let me just oh, say you, you made me switch over to Netflix 4K, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Isn't yeah. it amazing? Because here's the thing. Now we actively look for titles. My parents and I, uh, we actively look for titles in the Netflix library that say one of two things, either ultra 4K HD, like that badge has to be there or mm -hmm. and or Dolby. Because what happens is with the TV that we're using now, and I'm going to be reviewing it pretty soon, mm -hmm. when a Dolby Vision enhanced title is played on any platform and it detects it everything all the settings change automatically and it becomes this like cinematic experience that was the way it's meant to be viewed um nice. and that's on top of the fact that the 4k coming through netflix on a 4k tv that is that big it's an 86 inch tv um is insanely awesome right now and it, it, you got me at eighty six, man. I'm sorry. I, you were saying other stuff after that. <laughs> I, you so, lost me after eighty six. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and look forward to that video. I, I I'm not gonna say exactly what TV it is yet, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be reviewing it this week. Anyway, the um 
But that's the thing. The the people, those of you listeners who are saying like all this stuff is overkun, why not? I agree with you. Like 4K is best on a large display. Even your mm-hmm. um, even Quad HD is better on like a bigger display. Like I have a 27 inch curved. You have the Odyssey G9. Like mm-hmm. you have, we have amazing monitors for this kind of stuff. But the thing is, here's here's the other side of that coin though. You may be right that a small screen of the Xperia 1 Mark III might be a little bit like too uh, small for that kind of content. But have you actually experienced true 4K, 4K, true 120? Most of the people I find who talk about that have never actually seen that for themselves. It doesn't matter what on device, but it's purely, I think it's an S you, you really have to try and, and, and to get to see the clarity, the, the quality. And not only that, there's specific things within the Xperia line of devices that you know, from from custom white balance profiles to creator mode to give you the experience of exactly how the original content was supposed to be played by the directors. Yes. So there are specific modes to optimize the experience. This is not just playing, you know, an MP4 file on on your phone. We're talking support for content that is broadcast, but also support for content at the right level of experience. So mm-hmm. um, having a headphone jack to be able to drive some high impedance headphones so you can get really good audio, like you know, the, the, the TT770s that I'm listening to right now. That's something to be said. It's it's married with that display. The speakers optimal uh, are optimizing that experience as well. They're front facing speakers, not side firing and one uh, you know an amplified. It's a balanced stereo experience on stereo speakers. Mm-hmm. Those all play into the fact of what Sony's trying to give you. This is their this is their video. Uh, this is their movie. Their cinema uh, department coming in and giving you like, look, this is what we envision the best experience in mobile is going to be. There you go. Yeah. That's what they're doing. So, and, and you, you were talking about the headphone jack. That's another layer to it, too. Like, yes, not yeah. everyone's an audiophile, but the same people who say it's overkill are probably the same people who have never listened to a FLAC file or to yeah. an AAC file. And it's like, we're not trying to say that you should be an audiophile or you should be like a huge advocate of 4K Dolby, any of that stuff, but you should at least try it. We're, we're telling you like this is amazing stuff. And I think mm-hmm. it's once you have that breadth of knowledge or you have that appreciation for that kind of stuff. If you don't, that's fine. Like, if it's overkill mm-hmm. for you, it's overkill for you. That's just that's just what it is. But if you've never experienced it before, experience it and then realize that the Xperia is the only phone that can give you that same experience on a phone. Um, and yeah, like, and as you said, with LG, uh, unfortunately not being in the same space anymore, there are m- amongst the very few, uh, you know, companies are giving you that, that full package that includes everything that seems to be, for the lack of a better word, uh, optimized out, mm-hmm. out of devices uh, that we get now in 2021. Like we don't have SD cards on high, fl- on high-end flagships in the market now. It just doesn't exist. Very few phones have it. Mm-hmm. And a headphone jack, that that is now a feature. <laughs> it used to be a standard, yeah. is a feature now. So, and in it, uh, and like I said, just the, oh, and then of course we have 5G now. Xperia finally supports 5G in the US. Oh yeah, that's right. Some crazy, crazy sub 600 um, uh, mega, uh, sorry, uh, 5G technology. I was getting like 650 uh, megabits down on oh, it and testing it on T-Mobile. I'm like, what? It's like again faster than my home connection. Like I don't know what I'm doing wrong here. I need to be on. I need to be on on T-Mobile's internet. I guess that was a funny thing I was going to mention earlier. It's like you know not to go back too far, but Dick, the six minute render times on DaVinci then get cut down by like forty five minute upload times to YouTube. Like that's just my reality. Yeah. So that that <laughs> so if you yeah so if you ever end up having my my Thursday yeah Thursday morning trying to push out a video. Uh, the simplest mistake that makes me have to go back because I couldn't take that. I couldn't cut it out of my video. 
I noticed it after it was uploaded to YouTube. So I already spent the 20, at the time I wasn't even doing it in six minutes. It took me about 26 minutes to render that video and then another 30 minutes to upload. So once everything was done and I'm looking at the video and I have to go back and redo that whole thing, that was already an hour and a half, I'm gone. Yeah, for I anybody do who anything. doesn't realize like as, as, as tech forward as Southern California might be, we tend to have the worst speeds in the country in terms of- Yeah, uh, I, I get people laughing at me when I was talking even about like, uh, you know, how fast is your internet? How much are you paying? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad here. <laughs> yeah, anyway, and, um, oh. back to the Xperia, the other, the other portion of it, of course, will be the cameras. Mm -hmm. And of course. Um, what can you tell us about the, 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 the creative aspect? Um, I know that so, video obviously has a big focus, uh, with video, video. I think, yeah, vi video improvements. I think overall, I feel like not a lot, not a lot of, so there's a couple of aspects. We're talking about the lenses and we're talking about the experiences, what you can do. There's a couple of things that they did in there that I liked. First, we have now obviously the 4k 120 built in since this is running Android 11 out of the box. I think the Xperia five last year brought that in with the mm -hmm. 4k 120 Hertz uh, recording. And we have that here. The one Mark II had that received that with the Android 11 update. Um, we still have Cinema, uh, Cinema Pro, uh, Camera Pro. Uh, you know, those are the two major professional level experiences. So the Alpha Elf influence is still there. Um, not a lot of optimizations done on there, other than basically now that Camera Pro now has a basic mode. So Sony finally realized that we have too many camera apps on our devices, and they basically dis decided to forego the standard stock camera app that we've used in, in earlier generations of Xperia's and now incorporated that into the Camera Pro, but in a basic format, meaning it's it's essentially the same as we had before, but the app is now part of Camera Pro. So that's, I don't know for how to, how to explain it other than it's a mode within Camera Pro as opposed to its own distinct, distinguished app. Yeah. Uh, and we still have the, obviously the shutter button with the half press to focus, all of those optimizations. The camera's overall... Um, the camera on the front overall didn't really receive that much of an upgrade. I think it's pretty much the same sensor, same experience. Um, I would have hoped for something a little bit better, but I think the biggest focus is going to be the fact that we have four focal lengths, four different distinctive focal lengths on, on the cameras in the back. And even though we only have three cameras because of the new, you know, the, the I, I want to say the moving aperture. Uh, yeah, the moving, how, how are the they moving doing prism it? or something. The moving prism inside of the telephoto yeah. where we have, um, a 16 millimeter equivalent, 16 millimeter lens, a 24 millimeter lens, a 70 millimeter lens, and a 105 millimeter lens. Mm -hmm. So two distinctive focal lengths for telephoto, 70 and 105. Um, and you still have the ability of kind of transition between 16 to 24, 24 to 70. You have the ability of going in between more of a digital kind of experience. It's not exactly, but uh, your crispus images, your best photo images or videos are going to come out of those four distinctive focal lengths. Yeah. So it's very nice. Yeah. yeah. I remember with the Xperia 5 Mark two that I reviewed, mm -hmm. my main way of describing those cameras and the experience of shooting with them is like, it's like you're, it's like you're detaching the 16 prime mm -hmm. lens and then putting a 24 prime lens on there. So it's like four different prime lenses that then get digital crops. Um, yeah. And, and, and it's a transition between, yeah. So you're able to transition from the 16 up to the 24, the 24 up to the 70 yeah. and so on and so forth. Uh, but your your best performance is going to be at their intended focal length. So the, the 16, the 24, and the 70. Has much changed the in the video shooting experience. Um, I remember seeing from your show with uh, with Juan on Best of Our Week mm -hmm. that you guys were saying that, and this is something that I need to experience for myself, so I can't really say anything about it, um, that the quality of the video coming out of it, like bitrate-wise and all of that, is, is pretty freaking great. The, the improvements are definitely under the hood. Those are some of the optimizations they did. I see. 
Um, I feel like the the overall experience, it still has to be experienced. Like you have to try it out to try to see the different focal lengths. The different thing, though, is that I would probably say where some people may also kind of, uh, you know, the really Sony's devices or the Xperia 1 Mark III is really trying to give you an alpha experience. So your controls in Cinema Pro are very much a creator type of control. It's not an auto mode, right? It's not like you turn on. And if you want auto mode, there is auto mode in the basic Camera Pro app where you're able to shoot 4K 30. Mm. If you want to shoot 4K 60, you want to shoot 4K 120. Um, those are going to be limited inside of the Cinema Pro. And you really have fine-tuned control even to like audio input over the uh, 3.5 millimeter headphone jack or USB-C um, down to the uh, the focus, the, the the shooting profile, the the ISO, uh, the aperture, all of the stuff that you normally would you know, take it to have them set to auto is really focused for you here. So uh, that's the level of focus that you're getting with the Cinema Pro, but even the image quality that you're getting out of it is definitely processed much better. So I feel like HDR video that you get out of it uh, is definitely looks richer. Uh, color grading some of that, uh, some of those contents are going to be also simpler because the or, already the, the footage is so high quality. You're shooting at such a high frame rate with the 120 frames so that if you want to bring it down, slow it down a little bit or speed it up a little bit, play around with it. Those are the content you're going to enjoy. Um, obviously, make sure you have a lot of light. 4K 120 is oh yeah is very light hungry. Yeah, <laughs> you for cannot sure. shoot low light with that. Um, but I liked it a lot. Uh, there's been a lot of improvements, and I'm working on a, on a camera review video as well. Uh, hopefully, that'll come out later, if not li- this week, more than likely next week for uh, kind of like to close up my uh, my review of the the Xperia. Well, there you go. Um, I, yeah, yeah. We're going to be talking more about it, especially once I finally get my my hands on it myself. Um, oh, yeah. So you can look forward to that. But make sure you get into, again, the show notes so you can see all of TK's stuff. Uh, make sure you, you hit that up. Uh, thank you again, TK. Thank you for, for the tumultuous scheduling that is the Pocket Now Weekly from time to time. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm glad we were able to you know, align the stars as, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I got to figure out, I'm going to try to be like uh, very um, uh, forthcoming very early with the scheduling for this upcoming one. I'm hopefully on Friday, I can get either Nick or Jaime on. Um, just got to figure it out. But in any case, thank you again, TK. And yeah, look forward to everything that we're all up to. And I'm going to talk about all of the links in the outro starting now. All of the links for TK Bay, make sure you get into the show notes so you can follow him and all of his content coming up on the Xperia 1 Mark III. And of course, for everything that he does, including Saturday Morning with Tech, every Saturday, his live show where you can kick it with him, ask some questions, and just have a good time on that Saturday morning. After that, you can follow me on the links that are in the show notes as well. But let's get over to Pocket Now. Pocket Now is at pocketnow.com for all of the latest headlines. You can find Pocket Now on social media at Pocket Now on Twitter and Instagram. And then, of course, head over to the YouTube channel at YouTube youtube.com slash pocket now for content that's coming out pretty much every single day with that said though we're going to go ahead and call it on this episode of the pocket now weekly podcast thanks for starting your week off with us and we'll be back at the end of this week so we will see you in our next episode